Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop, which is taking place on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer to sign up. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to identify simple solutions and systems that will make a massive difference and ripple effect inside of your center. I'm going to help you create efficiency where you need it most and understand what is causing your school to feel so hectic and where those big pain points are. We're going to clarify your center's priority system to improve this summer. I'm going to show you how to audit those systems. We're going to define your desired outcomes, and you're going to leave the workshop with a simple plan that will make huge impact. And by simple, I mean very simple. No complex, no multi-step processes. Super, super simple. No one has time for long things. No one has brain capacity for extra stuff. We need simple things that have massive impact. Go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer, and I'll see you there. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, up-level your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Khani Wolshansky. I'm a mom of four under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Welcome to the Build to Last workshop series. I am so excited that you are tuning in and joining me for this very special four-part episode series. So I want you to get ready to do some real work with me. This is a workshop-style podcast series, so definitely grab your pen, a peeper, and don't forget your workbook to download from the show notes. So while you're getting those items, let me share with you the reasoning behind this series. And again, if you are listening to this while you're doing other things, that's totally fine. You could definitely listen in. The implementation of this content and training really, really comes into effect when you can pause and actually follow along in the workbook or take notes. So just as a disclaimer before we get started. So last month, I held my live event called the Summit of Excellence. And while reflecting about the incredible leadership training and connections and relationships that we built during this experience, I really reflected on my desire to continue to deliver more powerful trainings to up-level, to give the school leaders the confidence, the decision-making skills, and some more of that just strategic level of thinking and practical strategies for their center. There are so many of you who were not able to attend the in-person event and the in-person event is really just a very different type of experience. And so this is why I'm releasing this Build to Last workshop series. So over the course of these four episodes, you are going to learn how to shift your mindset with vital decision-making skills. We're going to talk about how to manage your time more efficiently, how to manage your energy and your time so you can get more done and understand the priorities that you need to work on in your center. We're going to talk about how to continue to build your legacy with your school culture and how to get better at navigating conflict. So again, this is a four-part series. Every single week over the next four weeks, we're going to be digging into another specific area. So I'm excited to dig in. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone. Today is all about calendar creation, 
theme days, time blocking, and all the good things, which is what we want to talk about, right? We want to make sure that we can build a calendar that serves us and that takes us, really helps us design the priorities that we're looking for. And what I want to share with you a little bit more today before we dig into calendars and theme days is I want to share with you why I really started this company and where the origin of Schools of Excellence came from. When I was a director, I really started my journey as a teacher, teaching toddlers for eight years. I taught toddlers and then I moved my way up from being a teacher to being an assistant director, to being a director, to being an executive manager, and eventually running and operating a center. So what I share with you throughout these days that we're going to be together here in our Build to Last workshop are strategies and mindsets from the field of play. I know many times we draw inspiration from inspirational leaders, from people who know a lot about leadership and mindset and time and all of these things. And it's so important to get inspiration from so many different people. And it's also critical to remember that you're taking information from practitioners, from people that have actually done the work and are continuing to do the work every single day. All of my mentors and coaches in all the areas of my life, whether it's business, finance, health, marriage, relationships, every single area that I have advisories, all of those people have to be practitioners. They need to be people that are actually getting their hands dirty and doing the work, right? So everyone has a different mindset on this. And I'm going to share with you mine because it's important to know who you're getting your information from, right? I don't get information about parenting from people who don't have children. I don't get information about marriage from people who aren't married. I want to get information from people that are practitioners that are actually doing the work that have built and done this and failed a thousand times and are still doing it and are resilient and are getting back up again. So when I share with you these strategies, I'm sharing you stuff that works. It works. A lot of what I'm going to share to you today is counterintuitive. You're going to look at it and be like, no, that's never going to work. I'm telling you it does. So let's jump right into the workbook. We have a ton of content to work through today. Today's going to be super content heavy. So let's buckle up and let's jump in. Deep breath in because we're about to bust some myths here. So the first thing I want to start with when it comes to time is the three myths of the school leader's time. These are myths. They are not true. Myth number one, I must always be available for my teachers. Myth number two, I'm the only person that can do this job well. And myth number three, I use my time well. There just isn't enough time in the day. Before the pandemic, before the world turned completely upside down, everything that I would teach on all day was about calendars, time blocking, strategies, busting these myths, talking about the myth of the open door policy, helping leaders eliminate distractions, eliminate interruptions, focus on activity that grew their school. We're almost 18 months in, and guess what I'm still teaching about? Theme date, time blocking, all of these things. And here's why. Because understanding where your time goes is a part of leadership drills. It is something you are always working on at every single stage. And in order to crawl out of the stage that you're in, you need to bust these myths. So right now, take a deep breath and let me know in the comments, which one of these do you believe to be true in the current state of mind that you're in right now? And you'll be in a different current state in 45 minutes from now. Which one of these do you believe? Do you believe number one, I must always be available for my teachers? Do you believe number two, I'm the only person that can do this job well? Or do you believe number three, I use my time well, there just isn't enough time in the day. So let's go through each of these myths now and why they're a myth, right? And why we have to dispel this myth. I must always be available for my teachers. When we believe that we must always be available, what happens is we underperform 
we over-index, we get overwhelmed, we feel stressed out, and then we believe, I use my time well, there just isn't enough time in the day, right? When we believe number one, we usually believe number three. So I must always be available also means no one can do the job as good as I do it. I have to be the one that's available. There's no one else that should be available. There's no other resource out there. I'm the only golden resource. And so here's one of the best ways to bust this myth. And this is what helps a lot of leaders. When you believe number one, you're also being arrogant. And this is what immediately gets people to stop because they're like, oh, I'm not arrogant. I know you're not. That's why I don't believe number one. When you believe number one, I must always be available. What you believe is there's no other resource that could possibly help your teachers, but you. You're the only person and you always have to be available, which basically means there's no other resource or person that can help your people. Resources are not just humans. Time is a resource. Money is a resource. Skill is a resource. Other people of humanity is a resource. You are not the only resource that can help your teachers. And believing that is arrogant because you believe that you're the only person that can help them when you're not. And so one of the fastest ways to dispel the myth is to say, one second, when I believe this, it means I'm arrogant. I don't want to be arrogant. I want to lead with humility. Great. I don't believe that anymore. So I want you to sit with that for a minute because it's heavy. Okay. So that's number one. Breathe it in. Again, there's a lot of disruption of thinking here, but you signed up for this workshop not to hear what you already know. You signed up for this workshop because you want to learn new things. Boom. Here's the new thing. Let's go to number two. I'm the only person that could do this job well. Again, lead with humility. I know a lot about this role and I don't know everything. So who can I turn to? Who has a resource? Who can help me? We are not supposed to do life alone. We are not supposed to lead schools of excellence alone. We are supposed to do it linking arms and connecting with other people. And when you believe the myth of, I'm the only person that can do this job well, you will be very sad and lonely. You will feel disappointed, used, abused, rejected, frustrated, waiting for the next shoe to drop because you feel that everyone's against you because you're the only one that can do it well. If you have felt over the last 30 days, frustrated, abused, used, alone, resented, betrayal, frustrated, like all of those emotions, all of us have, I felt that. Do you know when I feel that? When I'm feeling frustrated or I'm feeling abused or used or whatever it is, I right away go to, okay, I'm believing that I'm the only person that can do this. I'm believing something that isn't true. And so I'm feeling alone. I'm feeling like I can't carry this. The power of community is knowing that you're not the only person that can do the job well. There's other people. And here's what's scary. We got to be vulnerable. We have to be the person that says, I need help. Not so simple. Hashtag just ask. Because when you ask, you're giving the other person permission to tell you no. And that is effing scary. I'm looking right into your eyes, right into the person who needs to hear this. Asking someone for help is also inviting permission to be rejected. And we are terrified of rejection, so we don't ask. But without asking, we don't get help. You can't mutually decide what you're going to say yes to, right? When you decide that you're saying no to rejection, you're also saying no to help. If you decide I'm just never going to ask because then I'll never be rejected, you'll also never feel the joy of someone helping you of someone saying, Kaylee, I got your back. Let me hold this for you. You don't have to do this alone, right? Brene Brown always talks about it. You can't selectively mute feelings. When you mute pain, you mute joy. When you mute rejection, you mute helping hands. When you mute rejection, you mute the helping hands. 
When you don't ask and you don't bring it in, you don't get the helping hands either. You don't get to choose that. We have to put ourselves forward. It's a huge part of what we teach in our membership all the time. The ability to be vulnerable, not vomit, hear everything I'm struggling with. No, 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 no. That's very, very different. I use my time well. There just isn't enough time in the day. When we believe that, the challenge is, is that you're taking on too much. You have not organized your priorities well. Okay, so let's do a stop and reframe. My time is priceless and I am in control of who and what gets my time. My time is priceless. I am in charge of who gets that. When you are the school leader, your time is the most valuable in the company. This isn't derogatory that the teacher's time isn't as valuable as yours. This is reality. You are the leader. Your decisions, your mindset impacts the entire culture of the organization and the entire trajectory of the company. Your time, where you put your time impacts everything. And now let me tell you a little secret. Where you put your time is also what you have time to think about. That takes time. When you take time to think about how worried you are, how stressed you are, how pissed off you are, how this you are, that is time that you are using on toxic energy as opposed to using that time for something else. So understanding that you as the school leader are the most valuable asset to the company will shift and flip on its head how you will use your time. You are the most valuable asset in the company. I say this all day. You cannot consistently invest in your staff and see a ripple effect. You have to invest in you. This hour is you investing in you. This hour is going to have a ripple effect on the company that you cannot even imagine. When the leader gets better, she raises the tide with her. When you become better at your time management, so does your staff. When you respect and value your time better, so does your team will respect you. If you're struggling with interruptions, with constant barraging of people knocking on your door and driving you bananas, it's because you don't respect your time yet, right? It's a process. It's a process. This isn't a one and done. This is a massive skill that you need to learn. That's why I take a whole day focused on that. We need to learn this. It's a process. So let's dive into the first exercise of today. First exercise, page nine, list out the responsibilities and tasks that you do every week or every day at your school. This is going to be a giant brain dump. I'm going to give you guys 60 seconds on the clock. I want you to brain dump every single thing that you do down to plunging toilets. Everything, everything that you do in a day or in a week, go. So for those of you that are a school leader, okay, director, owner, assistant director. There's something called the primary role of the school leader. It's a podcast episode that we did. You could check it out on the Schools of Excellence podcast. If you're not subscribed yet to our podcast, definitely go check that out. And then after you do, please leave us a review. We'd very much appreciate that. So there's an episode called the primary role of the school leader, which determines what is the primary role, right? So every single person has a primary role. As a parent, you have a primary role, and then you have a bunch of secondary roles, right? The primary role of a mom is is not to do the laundry. She has different primary role, right? Primary role of the dad is not to shuffle kids back and forth being a taxi service. Very different primary role, right? Dad does a lot of things. Shuffling kids, not the primary role. Still does it, right? Plunging toilets, something that you do, not your primary role. So primary role, for school leaders are teacher relationships. So anything that is connected with relationships, relationships is your primary role. And if you want more information on that, definitely go check that out on the podcast because that's going to help you understand how are you using your time, okay? How are you using your time? So now that you've listed out all your responsibilities, 
And now some of you are wondering, why am I so overwhelmed? Well, maybe because you're wiping toilets and changing diapers and cleaning this and sending up billing invoices and doing tours and taking kids to the potty and you're running all over the place like a scatterbrain. It's kind of exhausting. And so this is why we do something called theme days. And so on page 10, you're going to group the tasks and activities that you just wrote into categories. Let me explain to you why we do categories. When you go shopping, when you go into a grocery store, okay, you don't have cereal in aisle one, two, five, and seven. You have cereal in one aisle. All of the cereals are in one aisle. When you go to get milk, you don't have cow's milk in aisle two, almond milk in aisle nine, and goat's milk in aisle 11. That's insanity. All the types of milk are in one aisle. It's in one place. Could you imagine if you went shopping in a store that had milk in seven different aisles, cereal in seven different aisles, and then the toothbrushes were also in four different aisles? What would you feel like, choose one word, if you would walk into a store and you needed to get toddler underwear, but it wasn't in the toddler section, it was in the adult male section? Chaos, overwhelmed, annoyed, pissed off, irritated, anxiety, uncertainty. What else? I'd be yelling at the manager, what the F? Confused, worried, anxiety. Do any of these emotions sound like what you're experiencing throughout the day? Give me a yes in the comments if you're experiencing these emotions. Stress, frustration, panic, right? And we're experiencing all these emotions. And here's a secret, your staff are also. Because when you're feeling this, you can say from today till tomorrow, oh, but I show the staff my happy face. Uh, no, you can't fake it. When you're frustrated and anxious and worried and pissed off, your people feel it. Just like the famous quote, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Mama can paste the smile all she wants. The kids see right through her. You can paste the smile all day long. Your staff see right through you. Don't try to bullshit your staff. Don't do it. Learn the skills to stop being overwhelmed all day, to stop being frustrated, anxious, anxiety, all these emotions. The staff feel it. And that's why today is all about learning these skills. I want you guys to take a minute now, two minutes, and I want you to fill out grouping the tasks and activities you do into categories. So if you have emails, texts, phone calls, that's a category. It's responding to people. If you have classroom observations, one-on-one -on -one meetings, it's a category, right? Parents, category, tours, enrollment, marketing, create some sort of rhyme and reason. Now, here's what I want to tell you. You're going to look at the paper and you're not going to want to write anything because you want it to be perfect and you don't want to make any mistakes and you want to be a good student and you want to get it right and you don't want to fail this class, whatever that means. Here's what I want to tell you. I see you. I know you're laughing out loud right now. It's okay. It's supposed to be messy. From the messiness comes the joy, right? The messiness creates the joy and the true execution strategy. Make it messy. Just start the process. Write it down. Start creating categories. Do something. Tuesday, child files kangaroo time. Beautiful. It doesn't matter if next week you might not do it that way. Guess what? You're not going to because you're going to figure out that that actually doesn't make sense once you start actually doing the work. That's why you need to work with practitioners. When I hear these amazing people talk about certain leadership ideas, I'm like, that's really great in theory. Here's how it actually works in the school. Great. So now that you've got your feet a little wet, let's go to the next page in the workbook. Themes. Okay. That's what you just started doing. Now. A theme day is an organizing principle for what happens in that day. So just like in the grocery store, every aisle has a theme, right? Cereal, milk, dry products, drinks. Your calendar needs an organizing principle for what happens that day. 
And now for the golden, there's only five days in a week. So you can only have five themes, maybe six if you double up, right? So you can't do a thousand things. And that's why you have to choose what your priorities are, right? This is how we create efficiency, right? This is condensing things down. This is the power of constraint, right? Think about some of the most famous inventions. The iPhone's got one little button there, right? Google's got one line, right? It's one thing. It's efficiency. It's not having a million places to go to. So the theme day creates an organizing principle. So if Friday is about finances, then when the tax accountant emails on Tuesday and says, hey, Aaron, I'd love to have a meeting with you. You don't say, oh, sure, I'm available right now. No, you're not available right now. I don't care if you're not doing anything right now. That's called not available. You need to do nothing right now. You need to invite calm into your life on Tuesday. The day you meet with the tax accountant is on Friday. Sure, Mr. Tax Accountant, I'm available on Friday between 10 and 12. What time would you like? Instead of playing ping pong with, sure, tell me what times work for you. And then he sends you five times. None of those times work for you. Now you email him back. Here's the times that works for me. Then he emails you back and you play ping pong with the tax accountant. Do you know how much time you spend on that? We have our people track it. That's 60 minutes. How much are you paid an hour? Congratulations. You just threw an hour's worth of work down the toilet. Are you vomiting yet? Are you nauseous yet about how much time you're wasting? It's terrifying, but it's also rewarding because you're here to stop the nonsense. When someone asks you for a time, you're in charge. Yes, Mr. Accountant, here's when I'm available. These are my time blocks, right? This is what works. What if there are certain things you have to do each day? Of course, that's part of your morning routine, right? So those are the things that you do every morning. So let's say it's 9 to 9.30, my morning routine time, right? I have things that I do every single day, right? It's my morning routine time block. But guess what I don't do? Check emails 40 times a day. I check email three times a day, not 40. Guess how often I respond to text messages or phone calls? It's not all freaking day. How am I supposed to get any work done, right? So here's what most of you do. You get your work done after everybody leaves. So now you're working a double shift. You don't get paid after everybody leaves. You don't get paid to work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. No, thank you for working 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Remember yesterday's mantra. You are not a machine. You are human. Humans cannot work like that. It is not sustainable. I don't care if you're doing it right now. It is not sustainable. You're alive just to work and pay the bills. That's not life. That's not living. So that's the theme day. So what I want you to do right now on your workbook here is I wrote a couple of theme days, finances, marketing, tours. I want you to write yours down, okay? I want you to write yours down. And yes, we have a sample block schedule on page 13. We have a sample theme day and schedule from a director that you could check it out. Now that we have our theme days, right? We're starting to create this category around like, okay, I can't do everything every single time of the day. I have to create some themes and some consistency. I need to create some organization. So I shouldn't be like the person who goes into the grocery store and is overwhelmed, frustrated, pissed off and telling the manager what the F, right? We want to be able to create efficiency, methodical enjoyment, pleasure, joy. That doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. That doesn't mean that you're never going to have chaos or uncertainty. I redo my schedule every 90 days. Every 90 days, I break down my calendar and I rebuild it again. Because here's why. My business grew in the last 90 days. So now I have different priorities. Just like when you were 18, you had different priorities than you do when you are now. Just like when you're a newlywed, you have different priorities than when you have a family of four kids. I hope your priorities change from when you were single to when you have four kids. Your priorities change in your school. When you're at full enrollment, your priority is no longer enrollment and marketing, okay? 
Your priorities shift as your school grows and elevates. That's why this is always a work in progress. We have people that are on here that have been in our membership for four years that are still working on this. Not because they're stupid and they didn't get it the first time, but because every single 90 days you need to redo it, right? I had someone ask me one time about the membership. She was like, am I smart enough to do this on my own? I'm like, do you think we have like really stupid people in our membership? Like they don't know how to do anything. We actually have whip smart people. Smart people invest in themselves. Like you guys, you're here. You're investing in yourself. You're telling yourself, I am going to invest time to learn how to do this. Okay? Smarty pants. You're wise. Wise people come and learn. Okay, so what is block and tackle? Block and tackle is blocking off a portion of your day to focus on something important for the growth of your school. Let's repeat that. Everybody say together with me. You ready? Mantra. Block and tackle is blocking off a portion of your day to focus on something important for the growth of your school. Interruptions and other people's emergencies are not important for the growth of the school. Hashtag no interruptions. Don't say, oh, I blocked off a portion of my day, but then I got interrupted. That's not called blocking off a portion of your day. Other people's emergencies are not your responsibility. It is none of your business. Of course you get behind because you're busy playing mother duck and saving people all day long instead of letting people learn from their own learning cycles. What we do is we create this culture of, I need to be available. I need to be available. Oh my gosh, I need to be available. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. You are allowed to eat your lunch. It is not selfish to eat your lunch. It is not selfish to finish the email in peace. If you're an owner and a director, director, regional director, VP of operations, doesn't matter your role in the school. One of the things that we crave most in our leadership is accountability. As you move up in the rungs of leadership, there's really less and less accountability because there's less people that you're responsible to report to. Especially when you're in the highest rings where you're the owner, there's very little accountability. You don't really have to answer to anyone. You call all the shots. And while there's a lot of privilege in that, there's also a downside in really having to hunt for your own levels of accountability, for your own way to motivate yourself and get yourself inspired. And it could feel very lonely up there. You're looking for camaraderie, for community, for people just to link arms and surround yourself with. And it's one of our secret sauces in our directors in our circle and our owners HQ program where members are constantly talking about how the accountability has been a game changer for them. So I want to introduce you to one of our members, Ellie Estrin, who runs a school in Atlanta, Georgia. She's been a member for many years and she shares her experience of how the accountability continues to transform her leadership and her school accountability yeah. and the consistency of the group that there's always something ongoing and there's always a challenge or something that we're a, a sprint that we're doing and that kind of was always my hook that kept me going so there would be like times where I might fall under the radar and then there would be a sprint and I'd be like oh no I'm getting back on this <laughs> <laughs> keep it keep yes. going and it would keep my motivation and keep me um, focused and being proactive the way that I really want to be proactive and having the opportunity for the sessions that we call in or if I missed one to be able to really watch them that was so 
helpful for me and to be able to implement changes that I wanted to implement for so long and to have the support from everybody else and including Connie especially to have that support and to have just all the opportunities to do that. You may have nodded your head with joy of like, yes, I need accountability. I want the consistency. I want a group of people that I can lean on. And I want you to know that's a very basic human need to want accountability and community and just to have those relationships where you can lean on people and people can lean on you and you're part of a community where you can contribute, where you can ask for what you need, where you can take what you need. So I really want to encourage you to apply for the directors of the circle or the owners HQ. Just explain a little bit of the difference between our two programs. The directors in our circle are for the directors, the assistant directors. Our owners HQ program is really for people that are owners, VP of operations, regional managers, people who have a lot of the ownership responsibility, and then also for owners as well. We have our separate program for owners only, which is our CEO legacy group, which is for CEOs who run and operate multiple centers. That's a separate kind of a private only, invitation only experience. So I'd love for you to join us in the Directors Inner Circle or our Owners HQ. You can click the link in the show notes to apply, learn more about the program, see if you're a fit, and then you and I will jump on a quick call together and learn more about your goals, learn more about what you're looking for, and see if this is the right program for you for this coming year. So here's what we're going to do now. Instead of me going in and teaching you guys a little bit more about time blocking, I'm actually going to bring up Joe David, who's a director who's been in our inner circle for almost about six months now, but she will walk you guys through a little bit more about time blocking and theme days and her experience. So would love if you can tell us just a little bit about yourself, how long you've been in our directors inner circle, and what were some of your biggest struggles when it came to time before joining? And then would love for you to share and give our directors some real practical strategies of how to work their calendars. Of course, of course. Okay, so I'm still very new to it, but I joined the Directors Inner Circle in December, I believe, and it has been life-changing. It's been amazing. It's like the support you need because you're at the top and there's really not anybody to lean on or go to for guidance. So it's a really fantastic group to be a part of, and I thank you for that every day. Okay, so time blocking. Time blocking was really hard for me because, and I'm sure a lot of us are directors can relate, but you do feel like you're being pulled in many different directions all of the time, and your to-do list is forever long. It's always a busy time, like you say, honey, and you really have to be mindful, and and I did two weeks where you write everything down that you do. So let's pause with that for one second. Yeah, because there's so much gold here and I want to make sure that we give people strategies along the way. So one of the first things that Joe did with her time is you guys over here did an exercise where you brain dumped everything that you did, right? So a bunch of you wrote all these different things that you do. Here's where you get even better data is you actually document for two full weeks what Joe did, everything that she did every single day for two weeks. So Joe, can you give us a little insight into that exercise and what that data told you? Yeah. (laughs) So you have to write everything down, who comes to you, who interrupts, what the interruption is, you know, all of the things that you're doing. And then you have to mark down how long it takes, right? So I did all of that, all of that. And then I spent an entire day trying to block out like the themes, what is important, what goes where. I did that. I put everything into the calendar. And then I was listening to, I think it was a podcast that you were doing, or maybe it was like a walk and talk said your calendar changes because your theme days might have to change. Or what is even better is things that are not moving your school forward, you delegate those out. So I hired a new office assistant. Wait, wait, wait. Let's repeat that. Let's go slow with that for a second. Go rewind. Mm, Say that one more time. Okay. 
things that are not moving your school forward, you delegate out. Delegate payroll. Delegate putting in receipts to QuickBooks. Delegate ordering snacks. Delegate all of the things that are not helping your center, your teachers, your classrooms, your children. Everything you can delegate out. And you have to be willing to let go of that as well. People can do it just as good, if not better, than you can. And I have found that the team that I just hired and have been working with and training are doing things much better than I ever did it and in different ways. And I'm like, this is great. Now I get to do other things. So I highly recommend letting go of that control. And Connie, you told me to like time block off time to train your staff. That was gold. Like you need to put that in your calendar to train the right way so that you can delegate it and let it go because it it will get done. I promise. So let's pause over here because there's so much that Joe is sharing here. So much gold. I want you guys to look at what makes sense for you in this particular season. So the first thing she did is she actually got real data on where her time was going. What was she actually doing, right? So many times we think we're not doing a lot and we're like, oh, I should have. But then we're like, whoa, I'm actually spending a lot of time doing X, Y, and Z. Just to let you know as well, my team and myself, I teach this and I still time track every 90 days. Every 90 days, my team and I track every single minute of where I spend my time, because guess what? There's still things that creep back up onto my plate. And I'm like, whoa, one second. I'm not supposed to be doing this anymore. How did this get back on my plate? So big takeaway, number one. Second thing that Joe shared here is she delegated, right? Delegated whatever wasn't moving her school forward. The third thing, which is a time block that some of you might not remember to put on, is training your staff, right? So, so many times, why don't we delegate? Because the person doesn't know how to do it. Well, what you need to do is you need a time block to train the person how to do the payroll, to train the person how to do the snacks. So tell us a little bit about that. How did you actually put that into your calendar? So we do our daily huddle, which I put in to do every day at 19. I meet with my new staff coordinator and my new office assistant. We go over three things. What are you working on? What did you finish yesterday? What are you working on today? And from me. Can I interrupt you one more time? I'm sorry. You're sharing so much gold. There is a podcast episode called The Daily Huddle. So we already shared the podcast episode, episode number four called the myth of the open door policy, right? But there is an episode called the daily huddle. Let's get that inside here as well, because what Joe is sharing is in our podcast episode. Okay. So we do the daily huddle and then it gets brought up. What do you need help from me? Okay. They have their list. We go, we do it. And I'm like, okay, well, the next half an hour, I'm going to, I'm going to work with you on this, this, and this, or I'm going to show you how to do this report, run this, run that. And I think you have to be kind to yourself. If it's more than a half an hour, okay, that's okay. Mm. You know, otherwise you're going to be in survival mode all of the time. The goal is stay out of survival mode. So if you don't invest the time in training people, then you're always going to be in survival mode. You're never going to get ahead. Gosh, I love this so much. So let's go to what your theme days are right now, right? What are they currently, right? Because they change, but tell me what they currently are and why. So Mondays is marketing and enrollment. Okay. So I'll click on Monday and you can see it's kind of time blocked here. So I currently do the drop-off health screening. So that's for 745 and I will be training my office and on that when she comes on board full time. So now she's buying two hours of her day back almost. That's a long time. 
And I'm a morning person, so to lose this time is invaluable. Okay, then we do our daily huddle. Then I work on our website. And then there's a strategic advisory call at 1030. Then we review enrollment and the wait list. And that's for my director's report when I go over for my board meetings. And then I do a housekeeping memo to my team. I work on that. And I work on the newsletter. And then this is important also. It's really crucial. Like if you want to leave by 3.30 or 4 o'clock, you give yourself a half an hour to prep for the next day. Okay. And so let me pause for a second here while you go to the next thing. So a couple of things here. These are all tools and strategies that we teach in the membership, the end of the day review, oh, yeah. all of these things. We do have some podcast episodes on this. So make sure to check that out as well. We have some of those free resources. What I want you to see is really just a glimpse into a real director. This Joe is a real person and how she's <laughs> really designed her calendar to serve the goals of the school in this current season. Okay. Then on Tuesday, it's all about relationships. Mm. So I do some gratitude cards from eight nine on Tuesdays, or I'll do some voice memos on my way to work because I have a long commute. And then I try to do some classroom observations. That 10 to 1130 is multiple classrooms. And I also give myself enough time to take notes. I just introduced Parent Partnership Blueprint on Friday at our professional development. So that's when I'm going to take some time to squeeze that in, like one or two emails to parents, because I've just done my French conversation. So it's fresh in my head who mm-hmm. I can share well with. And then we do our one-on-one teacher meetings, one to one thirty. Then I give myself a little bit of a break to regroup. That's really important. Do not do back-to-back. Your brain to relax a little bit. And then 2 to 2.30 is another one. And then prep for the end of the day. So let's pause here for a second. Again, I want to show you guys the mindset behind the creation of this calendar because this is such a work in progress. Notice that there's white space, right? And what Joe just said, don't book things back to back, right? Remember, you're a human, not a machine, which means after you have a meeting, you need to let your mind decompress. You need to relax for a few minutes before you go into the next thing. So tell us why you have a theme day called School Systems, Joe. Okay, so when you delegate all now move your school forward, you can work on creating for your school. So things like writing out standards so that you can hold teachers accountable, things like onboarding and the onboarding packet and the 30, 60, 90 days, focusing on your mission, vision, and values, focusing on things that you'll never get to focus on because you feel like you're always putting out fires. You put it in your calendar, it will get done. And then I think school systems, honey, you do a lot of good things, school systems, and we have our Wednesday call. So I just figured it would be the perfect day for that. Yep. Perfect. This is amazing. So I want to pause for a second. I want you guys to just process again what Joe said and go back and re-listen to this after as well. What Joe was just saying around school systems is, you know, now she has time to write out the standards, the school mission, the vision, the values, all the things that I know so many of you guys want to do, but there isn't time for because you're busy chasing your tail and opening the door for interruptions and all of those things. But this isn't something that happened overnight, right? This is the mindset, the skill, the muscle memory to build this in to who you are now, Joe, right? Now you're a person that has a calendar, that has a schedule. I love this new identity. So tell us a little bit about curriculum and professional development. Why is that a theme day? So curriculum and professional development. So we are a Reggio-inspired school and we use creative curriculum. And so for this day, I work on, we, we are closed one day a month for professional development. So we do a lot of like teacher training. We just did the culture scoreboard. So we'll be working on putting that up. And part of the curriculum is like transitions and behavior management and all of those things. So it's white here because I, I'm not sure. I do have to work on the culture scoreboard for that, but also like helping my staff. 
for the one-on-ones if they say I'm struggling with something, then I know I'm going to do the professional balance day on something that they are struggling with or that they need help with or things like that. Notice the intentionality in the way that Joe has designed her calendar, right? This isn't a calendar that's just like, okay, whenever needs me, whoever needs me, my door's open. Come it in. never works. We'll not get a thing done. Not Why? One thing. Tell us, tell it, bust because that myth for us everybody again. everybody has a problem. And I jumped on. It was a whole roll. You just had to learn. <laughs> or I had a teacher that came to me about a personal problem. I'm like, I, don't, I can't do this right now. We have the employee assistance program for that. I am not a therapist, but it's okay. But I can lead you to where you need to be, right? I love that. Or like bathroom breaks or whatever. Like yeah. you guys have walkie talkies. You can figure it out. We yeah. are overstaffed just for that reason. Yeah. And again, you're treating them like grownups. You're showing them you can solve your problems, right? What I want you to remember is come from the mindset of I'm going to make this work as opposed to asking the questions. Does this work if I have this? Does this work if my teachers wear purple shirts? Does this work if I have part-time staff? Yes, it works works. for every single type of school. You need to make variations of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's important too is I was out to the doctor's appointment last week. And I had three teachers call out and I almost canceled my doctor's appointment and didn't come to work. I did a daily huddle through our group tax red and I had 15 staff and I gave them the rundown of what the day was going to look like and how everybody could do this and how use your handheld walkie talkies, like lean on each other. You guys got this. Today went amazing. The school did not burn down. Nobody got hurt. And I had the day off. Right now, I want everyone to congratulate their future selves because this will be you. Three teachers called out and Joe didn't cancel her day. She showed her team, trained them. Here's what you can do. So I want you each to congratulate yourselves. This is going to be you. This is going to be you. And I was in a really low place, honey, when I called you in December. (laughs) I remember that. I remember our conversation so clearly. And this is why it's so beautiful to see this new identity. Like, this is the new you. There's no going back. Like, you're only going forward now. And I have to say, this takes a lot of time. I don't want anyone to get defeated when you're, like, faced with the, oh, my gosh, what are my theme days going to be? Don't worry about that. You'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. You'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. Just be kind. Be kind to yourself. And if you notice... In my daily schedule at the very top, I meditate every day. I highly recommend, highly, highly recommend self-care. That's what we spoke about yesterday, inviting the calm. And so here it's time blocked. It's a non-negotiable meditation every every single day. It's amazing. So let's just wrap up here with finances and board work. Why is that a fun day? Oh, fine. You got to pay the bills. You got to make sure everything's going on, right? I will be training my office assistant to input the expenses into QuickBooks. And so I'm just going to be in charge of the reconciliation and running the financial reports and speaking to the board and my treasurer. So so that's really important for me to have a handle on where we are financially, what money can we spend, where bank accounts, like all of those things. And then the board work is important to do. Like, what did the board want me to work on at our last board, right? So they want to give our teachers a bigger increase. So I need to work on that on Friday, right? I could say, oh my gosh, I got to do what I got to do. If I time block out an hour and a half, I know it'll get done in an hour and a half. And that's important, right? yourself because you think you can do all of these things you really can't because you really understand how much time you actually have to take do the things and when you see it on the calendar you're like oh I'm gonna run out of time today I can't fit that in that's key then you don't feel like you're chasing 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 in your to-do list I think you just said this too honey your to-do list is don't have one of those put it in your calendar and time block it otherwise it'll just hang out there forever and it won't get done or those things that I have like the 
onboarding handbook that I'm working on right now, that's not urgent right now. It's going to be urgent in a week. If I don't get it done, it's going to be a big problem. I'm not going to be able to onboard this procedure. And if she doesn't get the right onboarding, she's going to quit. Put it on the calendar. So the challenge that we're going to be giving our leaders uh, for today, today's daily, daily challenge, is to map out their first draft of theme days and sample time blocks. So what is the mindset that the leaders should go into this challenge with based on everything that you shared with us? Okay, so take your time with it. Be kind to yourself. Think about all of the things that you do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, and then plot them all out, right? Write everything down that you do and then put them under categories. So I've befriended several directors, Alex and shared her calendar with me, mind-blowing. It was amazing. So it's really, oh, my life's not moving. It's really, take your time with it, make it yours, and make it what works for your sector. You will have different responsibilities than what I have. I have different responsibilities than what Allison has or L'Oreal. We all have different responsibilities and different roles in our centers. So just make sure that you are doing things that work for you. And then look at a few things. Like if you want to fit in, if you join the program, if you want to fit in like writing standards, if you want to fit in onboarding, if you want to fit in these important things, the culture scoreboard, and you have to like figure out what you're going to delegate because there's no way you can do it all. There's just no way. I love it. I love it so much. Joe, thank you so much for your time, for your inspiration and for showing people there's hope and what's possible. I really, really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much of for course. joining us. Of course. Thank you, Joe. And so today's challenge as we wrap up today is mapping out your first draft of theme days and time blocks. It's on page 14 in the workbook. Thank you so much for joining me. If you are loving the Schools of Excellence podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your school, I would love if you can do two things for me. One, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And two, can you please leave us a review? Reviews help other school leaders know that this is the place to learn how to build a school of excellence. And I would be so grateful if you can do that for us. Your help and support makes this show to be able to be listened by the thousands of other school leaders all around the world. Thanks so much for listening, for giving us your time and attention each and every week. And I appreciate that you have joined us. Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to optimize your already efficient systems or help you tweak some ones that need a little bit more tweaking to help you enter the 2024-2025 school year with ease, with success, and with calmness. Increase your profitability, reduce your expenses, and more than anything, just help you buy back some of your time. I look forward to seeing you there.